Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. I just woke up to an email that was like, oh, I know this is awkward, but this is Wale. And um, I tried to send you a DM on Twitter, but you're not following me. Uh, I, I, I want, I, I have an idea, something that I want you to work on. So if you could please DM me your info, this is all in an email. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Uh, yeah. Everybody tuning in, you invited, you invited. No matter what mood you in, get excited, get excited. Everybody love the music, let me tell you how they do it. Whether writer or an agent, let me tell you how they made it. You are now talking to a silent giant. Wanna walk in their shoes, silent giants. Wanna study they moves, silent giants. Wanna know what they do, silent giants. Silent giants, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the Silent Giants Podcast, a podcast highlighting the superstars behind your favorite superstars in creative industries. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. To keep up with the latest on the show, be sure to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram at, at Silent Giants Podcast. To keep up with my life, music, and more, be sure to follow me as well on Instagram at, at Corey Cambridge. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, illustrator Princess Spencer, aka PS I'm Dope the silent giant behind Wale's Ambition album cover. In this episode, Princess chats about her career as an illustrator, getting her first big break with hip-hop producer Knife Wonder, and the making of Wale's Ambition album cover. So without further ado, let me introduce you guys to the illustrator, my friend, the silent giant, Princess Spencer. Princess, what's up? What's going on? You know my nerves. My bad. How are you? I'm fine. Um, so let, let's get right into the interview. So, Princess, you know, where are you from? I am from Virginia, small town Martinsville. Martinsville, the International Race, Martinsville Raceway? Wait. Martinsville Speedway. Martin, speed, speedway, my bad. I'm not, I'm, not, right. I'm not a, a NASCAR guy. Well, I ain't either, but I know that. I mean, give me some credit, though. No. I mean, you, sh- you should know you're from Martinsville. We don't have, we, we ain't got two. I mean, you can't really mess that up. <laughs> okay, touche. <laughs> you only got one. Touche. And, and so, um, Princess, Princess, how did you first get into, uh, like, what are your earliest memories of getting into to art and illustration? I mean, I always have drawn, my father is an artist, or he draws too. Um, but yeah, like. I've I've always drawn since I was little. It's been it was like a natural thing. It wasn't like something where I was like, I didn't do it or I picked it up and it just happened to be a thing. It just it was like the natural thing to do when I grabbed a pencil. Uh, do you remember the first thing, uh, the first piece of art you created? No, but my aunt still has this picture of my aunt is a a pole, like she's like a mail carrier lady. She still has this picture I drew of her getting like chased by a dog. I don't know why. That was a, that was like, and she still has it. 
for whatever reason and she was like i still need you to sign it and i'm like what are you gonna do with this like what that that's the earliest picture i can think of because i know that she still has it now if i've drawn something before that i have no idea but i know that picture still exists and it still looks brand new and and what age was this oh child uh like probably like seven or eight okay i hope i don't know my skill levels like i could have been like five you know i mean so imagine having like uh uh, Picasso's first work at like five. That's not the same. This is not the same. As hey. What I do is not the same. Ain't no, ain't no Picasso. You, you don't know you, what you don't know. Ain't like, no Picasso's in VA. You don't know. Picasso didn't get didn't get his shine until he was dead. Well, I I like I want my flowers now. I mean, I prefer that. <laughs> you know what I mean. And so, like, what was the turning point for you, like, as far as uh, being an artist? Like, when did you know that you wanted to follow it as a career? Um. I mean, I, I, I went through my phase of, like, I want to do this. So, like, once I got to, like, middle school, it was like, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a fashion designer, which I was trash at. Um, I would just, like, find, my, like, pictures in, like, JCPenney catalogs, and I would trace over them and then just change the outfits. <laughs> so that was a failed career move. And then I wanted to be a songwriter because I love me some Britney Spears. This is before I listened to her music, so don't judge me. But, yeah, I was, like, I was going to be me. I was going to be a songwriter. That didn't really work out. And then when I got to high school, I was in choir, drama. Like, I was in all of that stuff, but I stopped doing art as much and just focused on, like, the music-based stuff because I, at the time, I really did love to sing. Like, it was my thing. I loved being able to, like, sight-read and all that stuff. And then, like, towards the end of my junior year of high school, I was like, this is not, I'm not happy singing. Like, I'm not happy doing this. So... But I did still love my art class. I had the same art teacher from um, my freshman year all the way up until I graduated. She even let me take, like, extra art classes that we weren't supposed to be able to take. I I guess I got more into it towards, like, the end of my junior year. And I was like, maybe this is something I should pursue, seeing as I didn't really know what I was going to go to college for anyway. You know, tell me, like, your your career uh, after high school. Um, I mean, I went to college at VCU for a little bit. And and tell me about your experience at VCU. It was trash. Oh, why was it? Why was it trash? <laughs> it was so trash. That art program at the time, I can't really speak to what it is now, but it just wasn't beneficial to an artist as an individual. Like it only would be beneficial to people who come from like a background where they actually did like art history and like art studies while they were in high school. My art classes in high school were, uh, like maybe 80% about doing the art and 20% about the reason behind doing it. Like it was, you know, you can look like, I I couldn't really name you too many artists other than the, you know, the same ones that everybody else already knows. So I didn't really learn a lot while I was in, um, in high school. Not that my teacher was horrible. She was like the best teacher I've ever had in my life, but that wasn't the focus. It was just like, you come in here, you do this art. I'm going to teach you the technique the reason behind whoever did it first is irrelevant. It's just about making it your own. So, but when it came to being at VCU, it was like, you have to take these four classes, regardless of what your actual skill set is. You need to be able to show us that you can do these four things. And um, with one of the classes, I, I mean, most of my classes that I had, I had a really, you know, easy time passing. Like my drawing studio class, obviously I got an A, but my surface research class was the was the worst. Like my first experience with it, um, I ended up like having to withdraw from it because I used to have like anxiety attacks all the time. 
So I couldn't, I wasn't even in class long enough to actually come, like, I wasn't in class long enough to do enough assignments to even get a grade for the class. So I had to withdraw from it. But the second time I took it, my teacher, she was an abstract artist. And and for her, it was everything you do has to be abstract. Okay. Every single thing. Now, my real, like, we even had an assignment once where she was like, if I look at it and I can see it and it looks like something, then um, you're not going to pass. Like, you're not, I'm going to give you a passing grade. I can look at clouds and see stuff. I can look at the wood on the floor and like see some sort of shape or thing. So it's just like, for me, it was hard because every time I would look at the piece that I was working on at the time, I kept, I could see stuff. Right. So it was like, well, I know I'm not going to get, you know, a good grade on this, but she had some sort of vendetta against me anyway. Cause I never, I think the only, I only got a passing grade on two assignments. Do you think that uh, college for, for art, you know, kind of, kind of stifle you creatively? Um, no. Um, no. Cause I think that the benefit was, especially with my drawing studio classes that I would have never had access to being able to draw with like live models. And even though I didn't get to like declare a major or take any art classes past that, um, the teacher that I had taught me a lot about, uh, you know, facial structures and like muscles and all the things like that. Like, uh, I remember my first, day like my first week of classes I ended up bringing in a picture that I was working on for to take to homecoming um of Pharrell and I had brought it with me to class and like in between like when we would take breaks I would work on that so he happened to see me drawing and he came over and was like do you mind if I show you like you know places you can improve or things you can add on to it so I mean that class was a benefit for me but my advisor she just because she I guess she just saw the road that it was going down and she was just like you don't need to be here like it's not beneficial for you um she was she said it and a lot of students who had already declared majors and they were like you know on the course of like graduating from the arts program even they said like if you if VCU didn't require people to take these four set classes um that I probably would have been able to like I would have been on the road to graduating early Okay. Just based off of my how my work was already set up, they were like your your skill level is already to the point where you shouldn't have to take these four classes, but you have to. And she told me she was like, "You don't need you don't need this. You're not her exact words from, you know, in, in my mind it sounded like something that would come from a person of color, but she wasn't. And she was like, "You're not gonna conform to the system." And I was like, "What the system? Mm. What is the system? Okay, girl, I got you." the man but she was just like she's like you're not gonna conform to this to what this is set she's like i wouldn't tell you to and you shouldn't she's like you should just do something else so i was like okay and i just dropped out but i feel like there's a thing with like um sticking school as an artist and how it can like limit you creatively because when i think about the artists that i love they all kind of left school and it also doesn't teach you like the entrepreneurial aspect of art not at all. You know, and I think that's a that's a key component. Now that you you're 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 out of VCU, you know, what's what was the next step for you? Like what happened? Well, after I left VCU, like not even a month or two afterwards, I got like a DM from Ninth Wonder on Twitter asking me if a picture I drew of him like wait like months prior that I gave to him at a students of hip hop event at UVA. Um he was like, you know, um, can I use this for my album cover? And I'm like, 
sure. Like, why would I tell you no? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay you for it. And I was like, what? Okay, let's do that then. And that was by, you know, September of the same year that I left VCU. I want to say this is 2011. Um, September 27th, I think, is when the album came out. Since probably my senior year of high school, what I would I just started doing, which it seemed to make the most sense to me, was um, I would draw like these large scale like portraits, like huge ones of whatever show. Because at the time, like I'm in high school, I'm broke. I don't have a car. I didn't get my license. I was like 20. So um, they had like this free concert in North Carolina that my uncle took me and my cousins to. So I drew this huge picture. Well, I drew, I drew a whole bunch of like the people who were performing that day. And it, I mean, I got to go backstage. I got to meet all these people. I got to be on the radio. So to me, it was like, okay, let's see if we can do this again next year. Like, let's see how often I can, you know, do this. Maybe this just be, be my thing. Um, so I just kept doing it, you know, over and over again. Um, then when I got to VCU, I did the same thing with um, the picture I drew of Pharrell. I gave that to, I drew one of him, Shay, and um, Chad for VCU's 2009 homecoming. Um, and they wanted to meet me, so I we took a picture together. They put it up on the BBC website. I got to meet his mom, which was so crazy, because it was my freshman year, but for whatever reason, they all thought I had already graduated. Okay. She was like, oh, she was like, so when did you graduate? Or um, how long have you been an alumni? And I was like, what are you talking about? Alumni high school? I was like, I was like, I'm, I was like I'm a good I'm a good." five months in ma'am <laughs> uh i catch you on the flip side but you know um so when it came to the ninth it was it was along the same thing but at the that was when twitter started popping so i would post all of the pictures whether i gave them to the person or not i would post them you know the pictures on twitter and this was before instagram and all that stuff existed so it was just like oh see how many people will retweet it or repost it I miss those days when the internet wasn't oversaturated with people sharing that stuff. When it was new? He happened to, I know he, he retweeted it because that's how he ended up following me. Um, and then, of course, that's when I saw that he was going to do the lecture at UVA. So me and a whole bunch of my friends drove out to UVA. I took the picture with me. Um, he was like, you know, signing, you know, uh, stuff, whatever people brought up to him. So I just, I was like rolled up and I sat it in front of him and he was like, what is this? And I was like, you asked for it. And he was just like, he unrolls it. And like, he's just like, he turns the Rhapsody and he was like, this is it. This is the picture. This is the one we were talking about. And so that's how that whole thing came about, which is like months later, you know, his album and stuff was coming. Like I knew of him as a producer, but um, for a lot of people or some of the people that I have drawn before, like before everybody kind of blew up all at once, I was just picking people that I knew the name sound familiar who were going to be close and I would worry about their music, like listening to them or getting to know who they actually were yeah. after the fact. Cause it was like, that's the irrelevant part for me. It's like, I just need to make a contact with this person or I need this person to see my artwork. I need them to post it so I can get followers so I can figure out what I'm going to do. Cause I wasn't selling prints or anything like that at the time anyway. But yeah, that's how, so yeah. Um, and so the, the, uh, the, tell me the story of how, uh, he reached out to you. Oh yeah. So yeah, after I dropped out, uh, this was cause the album came out in September. So this was May. Yeah. So this was May. Um, he just, he DM me on Twitter and literally was like, um, 
do you um i'm my album i'm working on an album can i use this art like the picture that you drew of me for my cover i look at it every day like it it speaks to what you know my project is supposed to be about and i'm like of course like i don't mean I'm, at this point i don't i'm not gonna say no regardless of whether he paid me or not it'd be the most attention i ever got doing something so i was like yeah go ahead you know so then i just had to wait you know until it officially got put out because i wasn't the one who edited um somebody else like you know added all the extra um stuff to it but i did draw it it was just like a charcoal drawing on newsprint like it was just like a something that really like fairly inexpensive okay <laughs> just ended up just being a thing so yeah he that he used it for that cover and um those first couple of years like those first two or three years like dealing with ninth and like kind of being around him and his team it helped me a lot because he was very like hands-on with like believing in the talent and the people that he kept around him and like helping to build them up or putting them in the right space to meet the type of people because i'd never been out of virginia well you know north carolina don't count but i'd never (laughs) (laughs) i had never been out of virginia before like you know working on this project so so tell me after after um ninth wonder Mm -hmm. uh how the opportunity with wale came about through the ambition cover so yeah, so the day after the release, um, I just woke up to an email that was like, "Oh, I know this is awkward, but this is Wale," and um, I tried to send you a DM on Twitter, but you're not following me. Uh, I, I I want I I have an idea, something that I want you to work on. So if you could please DM me your info. This is all in an email. So I'm just in my mind. I'm like, why can't I just respond to the email? Right. So, so you're you're gonna email. You got to email to DM him. No, I have to de- like don't even respond to the email. You got to go on Twitter, follow him, and then DM. Because this is before like you could send DMs to people you don't follow. So it was like, no, I had to go back to I had, like he what he wanted me to do literally was to log into Twitter, follow him, and DM him my response to what would have been my response to the email. Okay. Like instead of just hitting reply on the email, just no, no Twitter, Twitter is where you should go. So. We end up getting on the phone, and he's like, um, I'm working on my album. My album comes out in November. This is the name of it. You know, I've, I don't even think, like, a part of the conversation was that he had seen my I mean, obviously, he'd seen my work, but I, to this day, don't exactly know who or where, like, the contact information. I don't even know how, you know, all of that came about. But um, he was like, yeah, the label had worked on, you know, had the internal team, you know, work on all of these covers. He didn't like any of them. Um, he was like, but I feel like you can get my vision out. So I'm going to send you like my idea if you can just knock it out. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, oh, you have until noon. And I'm like, bruh, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. What you mean I got until noon? So I busted out like four sketches and then I sent them. And then, cause I think people, people just forget that stuff you have to do on paper is not the same as what you do on the computer. So no, I can't go back and change the color of something. I had to draw it all the way over or edit it in Photoshop. But to for the specific project that we were working on, um, one of the pictures that didn't get chosen, he literally wanted me to change like the color of the shoes. I'm like, I can't do that. Like it's not a it's not that I wouldn't, but I can't. Like right. you know, even changing like little stuff like changing the type of shoes. Like these are things that can't really been done be done on a paper. And this was like uh early stage 
I had probably only been using like Photoshop for like two years and I had definitely not, I didn't use Illustrator until what ended up being the next day, which was for currency. But so I was like, I'm just busting out all of the, you know, all of this artwork. And then, you know, it gets past noon and I'm like, I don't know, like it's not really working. Um, so lo and behold, they had like a whole archive of like images. And I'm like, well, you only see me these in the first place. So I just went through and picked one and just started sketching out as much as I could. And like eight o'clock at night, I'm like, listen, this is what I have. Just show this to them. I'm going to finish it overnight. I'll send you the final one in the morning if that's cool. He's like, yeah. So the next morning I send it to him. Like, did you get my email? And he was like, oh, we already sent the artwork to the label that you sent us last night. It's already been approved. And I'm like, it's not even finished. What are you talking about? So the actual ambition cover is an unfinished piece. Really? Yeah. Like the, which make, which kind of sucks because obviously I have the original still, but it looks nothing like what the final one looks like because so now my, technically my art looks like fan art because I finished it like right after I guess that he sent it to the label. But yeah, so if you look close, you can tell it's not finished. Like his ear is like purple and blue. Like it's not even colored in. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't matter. I saw, you know, how many people like loved the cover art the way that it was. And it was like, oh, it's like a metaphor for, you know, being an unfinished. And I'm like, oh, it's really just unfinished. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool. Y'all go ahead and rock with it. Take it and do what you must. And what was the, what was the experience like and the feeling? Uh, post. I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even know how it was going to turn out. Like after I sent it, of course I'm, I sent them just like, you know, an unfinished piece, but I didn't know how they were going to take it and edit it and add text and all these things like that after the fact. So I actually found out the same day the rest of the internet found out. Like when, you know, like when they changed their website and they started putting all the ads and stuff out, I found out with the whole rest of the internet was like, Oh, you know, those whole, like at a cause um, the album was coming out on November 11th, 2011. So it was like the 11, 11 thing. So like, Oh, at 11, 11, the website will be relaunched, you know, for ambition. You can get your pre-orders. I'm like, okay. I'm on the phone with my friend and we're both like on like speakerphone, like waiting for the site to drop. And I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. Like it was, it was overwhelming for me because so many people were posting about it. Um, it would have been dope, I guess, to get more credit for the work that I did. Like, as far as, you know, I mean, obviously I've done, you know, I've talked to people and done like interviews and stuff about the artwork, but I remember like, um, the Maybach music group, like tweeting out, Oh, who do you think did the cover art? And so many of my friends were responding to it, like trying, you know, answering the question saying oh, like knowing who did it and they never like just told like it wasn't like a it wasn't a question that they were going to eventually give you the answer to gotcha. it was like we're just going to put this question out there just so we can get Draw you attention. know some traffic yeah but we're not going to tell y'all who actually did it though so um i mean at the time i was like you know i was like low key like a little disappointed but i realized that like there's so many artists who once you get like in the industry or you work specifically at a label you don't get the recognition for the artwork that you do unless you're working with an artist who cares who who cares a hundred percent about what it is you do like um how logic is with sam spratt and like all the covers that he does for him like you know he even tells him to put himself in the artwork so you know logic has him doing all these pieces and like somewhere in somewhere in the landscape of whatever it is sam spratt like is a character within that whole set so I guess it just depends on, it depends on like the type of people 
um, you kind of have around you. But at this point, especially after working like in the industry and like technically like in a corporate environment, you're not going like if you as an artist and you want to work, you know, for a label or um, a magazine or like some company, like you just have to go with it, go into it knowing and or thinking that you're not going to get your name is not going to be on anything that you do. Even if it is, you're the most irrelevant part of the scenario. Like, you know, as especially when it comes to like, I mean, illustration is a little different, but as a specifically as a graphic designer, you are here to do the work. You're not here to get the recognition for it. That That's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> 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 that is the entire point. And so as far as like the, like the X's and O's in the business of, um, of kind of being an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur, you're a freelancer. Yeah. Like what things have you learned uh, along the way? Don't do any art. Don't do nothing without a deposit. If you feel like you can trust the the company or the individual that you're working on um, for them to not give you one, at least don't do it until you have a contract or something in some, some sort of something in writing even if it's like a text message conversation, like just don't do, or, you know, if you have, if you're having a phone call, these people record it. Like you need to have some sort of way of backing up, you know, the, he said, she said of everything that you deal with. Cause I've had a few times more, definitely more than one where, um, the, it wasn't, I can't even say like, it wasn't the label specifically, um, that's the downside to working directly with like when artists hit you up like you know rappers or whoever hit you up directly or the even their managers when these people hit you up directly versus the late like them hitting you up and having somebody from the label on it or the label hitting you up directly is that these people don't care like the the money aspect of it doesn't affect them at all so it's like hey i'm gonna ask you to do this artwork and then we're gonna send you the contract after you already done it and it's gonna be like super low like i remember um one album cover that i did which i'm not gonna say who it was for um that the contract had in it they were gonna pay me 450 dollars for the complete rights to all of my artwork like all of it all the rights first first off 450 dollars mind you because i've worked with a lot well i can't say a lot but i've worked with definitely a few people who are assigned to major labels and or independent labels that can afford to pay more than $450. If I see you on the streets and I know your sneakers are worth more than $450, then this is not how this works. And it ended up being like, you know, a back and forth between me and the label because they needed to get me to sign the contract in time before the the, the album came out. You can't put the album out and make money off of it without, you know, making sure everything is already paid for because then I could have sued them for still using it. Even though I technically could have been suing them anyway because they used it far before I even knew, before I even got a contract, they were already using it. So, um, but I know that I've had two, I know two people um, through that we follow each other or we and or we had conversations through Instagram because they've seen some of the work that I've done for certain artists and they've, technically done work for them too and they were like yeah i worked on this artwork and i'm like so if they didn't use it you got paid for it right and they were like i'm so su- i'm supposed to still get paid for it and i'm like yes that's what it's you know 
um that's the other thing is like if you're working for an artist at least you know see if and or make sure that in your contract there's like a termination or a kill fee you know clause or like section of your contract so if they don't use your artwork you still get paid for it okay a lot of artists just need to stop being happy for opportunities and start trying to be happy for making money off of, you know, out of being able to work with these people. Cause to be honest, there's no guarantee that this person's ever going to hit you up again, asking you for artwork. There's not a guarantee. They're going to tell people about you and there's not a guarantee that you're ever going to see them again or that they remember your name. So if you're going to be out there, you might as well just be out there you know, at least being able to say I was, you were able to pay your rent for the month. Not that you had, you have screenshots of a conversation that took place four months ago. Right. That shows this person has at least acknowledged that you exist. So to, for me, it's just like, just make sure you, you know, P's and Q's, you, you know, just make sure you have a contract or a deposit before you start on something. Even if you haven't signed the contract, at least look through it and see how much you're supposed to get paid. If you don't give your own price, obviously. But yeah, every opportunity is not worth it. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> Princess, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Peace out. <laughs>